Good morning, Cleveland. This is Pastor C.A. here at Faith Memorial Church in this great city of Cleveland, Tennessee, and you are tuning in to Thinking Out Loud. This morning, I wanted to continue our thought process that we began yesterday, and that thought is specifically concerning the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the account that's found in the 20th chapter of the Gospel according to John. Now, in the 20th chapter, you see... Mary running to the tomb and she's going to pay respects to a dead friend. And when she gets there, there's a spiritual and a natural darkness, but there's also the revelation of the stone being removed. And we talked about the allegorical and spiritual implications of that on yesterday's program. But there is another aspect that you begin to see out of fear or concern or whatever it may be. She runs back and she gets Peter and John. Now, John is the one that's writing this account, and so he doesn't reference himself by name. He says that disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, one thing that's hilarious about this is when John gives the account, he's always kind of ragging on Peter. My wife and I joke about this all the time. We kind of laugh about the hard time that John gives Peter throughout his gospel. But in this account specifically, he talks about outrunning Peter. And and it's so weird that that finds a place here in the passage that he made it first, that he outran Peter and he got to the tomb first. So not only does he reference Peter by name, but he calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved, like the definite article. I'm, I'm the one that Jesus loved. And then he talks about outrunning Peter to the tomb. And there is a comic aspect to this, and that's kind of what I was just talking about, but there's a deeper aspect and something that we have to get past, and that's this idea of comparison and competitiveness within the Christian body, within the church body as a whole. And I'm not just talking about your local church, although that's definitely true, people vying for positions, people vying for power, people vying to you know spread different rumors and to affiliate with different groups, and you have all of this inside church drama going on in all these local church bodies. But it's not even just that. I mean, that's enough in of itself. People are writing books like games that church bosses play and how to deal with the church monster and how I recovered from church hurt because of this competitiveness and comparativeness and this just outright meanness in church. But it goes far beyond that. What you end up finding is you end up finding that this competitive nature is found within churches competing with one another. I mean, we live in Cleveland, and I forget what the latest count was, but I'm I know it's upwards of 350. We always say 386 because there was once a time where they did an account. And within Cleveland and the Bradley County, there was 386 registered churches. 386 churches. And within that, it becomes so difficult to have churches work together and have any type of collaboration because you're afraid of people transferring from this church to go to this church because they like this worship team better or because they like this preacher better or because this one has a better children's facility or because this one gets out 30 minutes earlier or because this one has a contemporary service or this one has a more conservative service. And it's just across the gamut of all these things where you find churches just in competition one with another rather than collaborating and working together for the furtherance of the gospel we all often find the exact opposite in a competition for people to grow their own miniature kingdom rather than the kingdom of God and that's a really unfortunate truth it's a really unfortunate truth I, I've been to numerous conferences and it's so funny because you get pastors together and they start talking and 
And one of the first things that comes out when you put two pastors together to have a conversation, it's almost inevitable. One of the first questions is, hey, how's your church doing? And I've heard a gamut of answers, but the one that takes precedence 90% of the time is the pastor who is asked how their church is doing responds with a numerical assessment of their church is congregation. Oh, we're doing good. We grew five members over the past six months. Or we're doing good. You know, we had a hundred people or two hundred people or four hundred people this last Sunday. And and that's how we quantify the health of our church. Listen, metrics don't tell the full story. They tell a part of the story, but they don't tell the full story. Sometimes a healthy church isn't five hundred people and climbing. Sometimes a healthy church is forty people of praying saints that are serving the community. And I'm not saying it has to look that way. I'm just saying we have got to get out of this aspect of competing one with another and comparing ourselves one with another because comparison, them comparing themselves amongst themselves become as fools. Competitiveness and comparativeness are thieves of joy. This has been Thinking Out Loud with Pastor CA. God bless and have a great day.